Thank you for listening to Preaching the Word with Nathan Deitch. Welcome again to another episode of The Mysteries of God's Word. And today we're going to be looking at Noah floating on the floodwaters and God remembering him and bringing him back to land. Starting at Genesis chapter 8. Verse 1, but God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of that month, the tops of the mountains were seen. We're going to pause here. And in verse 1, it says, God made a wind to blow. So towards the end of that 150 days, that first five months on the floodwaters, where it had reached its climax, God sent a wind on the earth. And the fountains of the great deep and the windows of heaven were closed. So at that same time, the fountains of the deep, they were now drained out. And God shut off the rainstorms. They had come to an end. And it says the waters receded from the earth continually. So when all of these things happened, the waters began to recede over the earth. So finally, at the end of 150 days, the waters were no longer violent. They were no longer threatening the ark. And the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. And while the ark was resting on the mountain top, there were no mountains yet seen. And so the waters continued to abate. They continued to recede until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on that first day of the month, the tops of mountains were seen. So the first day of the tenth month, makes it 224 days in that ark since the flood had began. And Noah and his family waited two and a half months after the ark had come to rest on the mountains in order to see mountain tops. Picking up in verse 6 again. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened a window of the ark that had been made and sent forth a raven. It went out to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set her foot, so she returned to him on the ark, for the waters were still over the whole face of the earth. So he put out his hand and took her and brought her back into the ark with him, And he waited another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark, and the dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked 
olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. And then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove, and she did not return to him anymore. We're going to pause there again, and we see that 40 days after Noah saw the mountain tops, he finally opens a window of the ark that he made. So 40 days after he saw the mountain tops would have been the 11th month of the 11th day, now 264 days on the ark. And the term for window here is not the same term that's used in Genesis 6.16, which is translated differently, and in our translation, roof. This, in fact, was a window that Noah had made on the boat. And it tells us that at first, Noah was sending forth a raven until the waters were dried up from the earth. So why would he use a raven? A raven eats anything, including the dead. Noah was sending out a raven to see if there was any dry land open at all. It would appear that Noah sent that raven out seven days before switching to the dove. And we see here that Noah makes a new attempt with a bird every seven days for four weeks. After seven days, Noah sent on a dove, and doves have a more particular diet than ravens. A dove finding food would indicate that new life had begun. And when we read that waters were still on the face of the whole earth, it's telling us that the earth was still covered to the point of saturation. The earth was still draining, even at its highest places, and nothing had yet begun to grow. And then another seven days, Noah sent out the dove again, and it came back with a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth, and there was life on the earth. Picking up in verse 16, it says, In the six hundred and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. This verse is telling us that the water had not only subsided from the earth, as we learned in verse 11, but now the water is drying from the surface of the earth. The earth was no longer one great marshland, but it was becoming free of water in major areas. And so Noah removes the covering off the ark. Now we don't know what kind of covering Noah had. Perhaps it was several massive tarps that covered the roof of the ark to keep the rain out during those massive storms. But when he removed the covering, Noah confirms what the dove had already indicated, that the earth was drying out and plants were beginning to grow. The date indicated by the first month, the first day of the month, indicates that Noah is still in the ark 29 days after that dove failed to come back. So Noah waited patiently almost an entire month after that dove flew away to remove the covering. It's now day 314 on the ark after the flood began. And verse 14 says, In the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth had dried out. And then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you, 
Bring out with you every living thing that's with you of all flesh, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may swarm on the earth, and may be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every bird, everything that moves on the earth, went out by families from the ark. So in this last passage describing Noah coming out of the ark, it gives us a date. So after removing that covering from the ark and surveying the earth as it was drying out, Noah didn't leave the ark. He waited 56 more days after removing the covering from the ark. And the day indicated here is day 370 of living on the ark. And again, it tells us that the earth had dried out. So at this point, the earth was dried out to being livable, likely describing tillable earth for crops, and easily being used for building structures. And God said to Noah, go out from the ark. We see that Noah waited for the command of God to leave the ark. Could you imagine? having seen the dry earth, removed the covering, surveyed the land, and not leaving the ark until you had heard from God 56 days later. Noah waited patiently, and this is perhaps the first time God had spoken to Noah since before the flood. The entire theme of God's salvation for mankind through the flood is centered on Noah. His family are benefactors rather than partners in that salvation. And Noah waiting for God's command to leave the ark shows both Noah's faithfulness to walk with God and his faithfulness to his family. And God said, you and your wife, your sons and your sons' wives. So God is bringing out the entire family all at once into the new world. And this prefigures how one day All believers, as one family, will come into the new world as the bride of Christ with Jesus. And finally, we see as Noah is coming off the ark with the animals, God blesses Noah and his sons and all of the animals as they're getting off. Just as he had blessed Adam and Eve and the animals in the Garden of Eden, now he blesses Noah despite the fact that man had fallen into sin and away from grace in the garden. God continues this blessing of life and fruitfulness upon the earth. And with the blessing of life and fruitfulness, man also faces the curse of death and final judgment, so aptly displayed through the flood of Noah. And again we see that both Noah his sons, and the animals went out by families from the ark. So the ark gets unloaded, and every family of animal and man comes off the ark as a family. And God blesses the earth, and he reaffirms the importance of family and the created order, having both man and animals come off according to their ordered kind. Next week, we're going to be looking at God's covenant with Noah. I hope you join me. 
God bless you today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understandings. Thank you.